Hello and welcome to the Points Brew podcast. This is another special edition, but I feel like we are a news channel, Aaron. I feel like this is breaking news, yeah, breaking yeah, from yeah. the normal schedule, and we interrupt this, interrupt this broadcast <laughs> to bring you this breaking news. Uh, we are here, of course, to do our Cannonball Run episode, which we had already discussed on the last show, which we were doing. But breaking news today that has just come out, which has thrown a bit of a curveball in, I'm not going to lie. We'd planned this episode, we knew what we were doing, and probably two hours before we were due to record... Magic Rock have changed ownership yet again. Yeah, yeah, they're going through the uh, going through the owners, aren't they? Mm. So second divorce now. I think it's like going to be like Henry VIII with his wives and stuff. As long as nobody gets beheaded, I think <laughs> I'm we'll be. Say, yeah. I think we'll be all right. <laughs> Divorced, but, beheaded. This yeah. one's beheaded, isn't it? Yeah, now? yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Exiled almost. But yeah, so as we record this on 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 the Monday, the eighth, um, it's been announced with immediate effect as of today that Magic Rock are no longer owned by the Australian company Lion Beverages. They are now owned by Odyssey Inns Limited. Um, now, they are a hospitality bar management company, um, so I think they've had a portfolio of different pubs and bars across the UK, particularly London, and managed those and done bar management for them. Um, and they have indeed taken over both Magic Rock and Forpio, so it is a, a, double, a double swoop. Of double both, whammy. yeah, yeah, double whammy of both breweries. So it's not just Magic Rock or one or the other. I've taken both of them as lying by their own um, admission in the news and the uh, the press release said that they are going to focus on more um, on their sort of endeavours in Australia, America, and their sort of key core markets. Um, so yeah, so they've, they've changed hands yet again. But it's the the brainchild or the person that runs or owns Odyssey Inns is the co-founder or former co-founder of Utopian in Devon the renowned lager brewery yes, yes. Um, but as part of this news I have seen today that he has stepped down from his role at uh, Utopian to go on this journey with Magic Rock and Lion and focus on this venture so what do you make of it Aaron Where, what, what do you what do you make of that I still don't think it's really so I'm kidding I mean I got the message from you like seen this mm. <laughs> so, what uh, it was it, odd, odd. I mean, listen, I hope it's good for them um, and they can go down a, a, a venture that helps them grow. Helps, I mean, maybe that's what they're doing. Mm. You know, maybe that's what, that, that's what they want. Do they, do they, do they want to get bigger? Do they want to, you know, reach a wider audience? I mean, I don't really know who else they have to reach. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. Pretty, uh, pretty large. Um, <clears> but do they, you know, does this guy have links or does he have a plan that they want to do they want to venture into Europe or something like you know new ownership brings so many different exciting mm. ideas and and things uh, and, and the such so maybe maybe it's something like that I, I don't know as long as I think for a lot of, I think I might speak for a lot of beer drinkers when I say as long as it doesn't affect the quality of beer yeah. and I can't see it I can't see it doing that mm. I don't think they'll they'll do that um, but as long as the consumer still still gets the product that they're used to and and love, then I don't see I, I don't see why it's a, it's an issue really. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the sort of the big issue with people when when Magic Rock first came out to announce that they were being sold is that obviously yeah. Lion had their links with you know the Myanmar Republic and sort yeah, of the, yeah, the yeah, yeah. genocide issues that they you know funding the military and the army over there, which you know people rightly sort of had an opinion on that and yeah, ab- yeah. abstained from drinking the beer and And I get and that, that's and a solid, abs- solid grounded mm. argument and I, I completely understand that. And the, the, the whole thing of, you know, Magic Rock started from, you know, a tiny acorn and 
now it's a great oak tree sort of thing and that journey of being you know an independent thing and then oh ooh, you know you've sold out that mm. sort of that sort of uh, that label if you like that you know can it be I mean we had this discussion last week can it be independent yeah, if it's yeah. not yeah, you know that the, sort of thing it's it's, it's that the paradox sort of all over again isn't I it? mean but yeah. because I'd already done it and then now they've done it again it for me it doesn't carry as much of a a clout mm. really because it's already done yeah know, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, I hope I just hope it does it does good stuff for them really. Yeah, That's fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. And we're going we are going to sort of look into the sort of the the nitty gritty and sort of get into the sort of real meat and gravy of the debate of mm-hmm. is it too late? What's the future holds and that sort of thing. We are going to sort of wade into that. But like I said, this was part of our you know the schedule was to just do the beers. You know the, yeah, the schedule yeah. was to do the cannonball run, and we are going to do the cannonball run. We have got the original cannonball in front of us in a glass right now. We, we are going to do the human, the neo, and the super as part of this episode. Um, but yeah, it's just slightly changed how we uh, how we approach this episode and sort of the mm. perspective that we look at onwards to to Magic Rock and their future now under new ownership, rather than the potentially questionable ownership of mm. Lion. Um, but we are on with the cannonball. We've got the original in front of us. Um, we are starting going big or going home. I think is the the apt saying. You know, starting with seven point four of the original cannonball. We are sharing cans like we did with the uh, the vocation episode that <laughs> yeah, we did. But yes, we start in where we finished last time. We finished yeah. at seven point four. We're starting at seven point four. So these Christ, beers. We're not starting at ten next. Yeah, <laughs> next yeah, week, I know. Just we? keep going and going and going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, so human cannonball is the West Coast Dipper at nine point two. Neo Human Cannonball is a New England Dipper at nine point two, and Superhuman Cannonball is the Imperial IPA at ten percent. So yeah, we uh, we we definitely are yeah. doing the right thing in sharing these, and we probably should put out there that we have been sent these cans from Magic Rock. Um, so we reached out and asked if they'd like to an episode, and they offered to send us the beers, which we have gratefully received. But of obviously, we will be giving our honest feedback on them. Yes. This is not going to taint or jeopardise any of our opinions or sort of the. The integrity of our thoughts on it, and and I suppose in this respect now with this with this new ownership, almost it's a clean slate, isn't it? Really, I suppose it's just yeah. this was brewed potentially whilst they knew they were transitioning, but still under Lions ownership. Mm. As of today, how's that going to affect them go forward? Which is the sort of the perspective now that we approach it for. But this sticking with this cannonball, obviously, this is where the cannonball run started. Probably Magic Rock's most famous beer. Yeah. Um, and I think we just checked before we first recorded this episode. You had it way back in uh, twenty seventeen was mm. the first time I had it uh, in the uh, in the OG can. So mm. the uh, the printed three thirties, printed three thirties with all the little you know monsters on it mm. and stuff like that, which I loved. I absolutely love uh, loved that. I thought the branding. It was not only was the you know the can art more innocent. Mm. It was a more innocent time. Yeah, yeah. You know, We're was, all naive. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah so love you know, little craft oh, beer world. Just and, getting out into the world and, ooh, this is going to be exciting. Yeah, and then yeah, suddenly, yeah. you know, things happen. Um, boom, <laughs> boom, you're an adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not as... Uh, and now it's not as... Uh, it's not as monstery and uh, mm. and all fun prints. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still nice. The artwork's still good and it's very recognisable. Mm. Um, but there was just something about the, the old magic rock yeah, uh, logo in that really, really made, made me happy. Yeah, you know, not only do you have a nice beer, but you've also got a little monster to, to look at. at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I should I should mention that as part of this episode, I I did speak to Steve from the uh, the beer o'clock show um, as part of this, and we were going to put this as a put that as a segment in in between our, our conversation. But 
pretty much all that chat that me and Steve spoke about last week is unfortunately now not irrelevant, it is relevant, but yeah, out yeah. of date. Do you know what I mean? The questions over Magic Rock and the lion ownership and things sadly are sort of, you know, sort of now a bit of out of date really. So we are going to come back to Steve on that and sort of chat to him retrospectively in probably a few weeks once the dust settled on this and see where Magic Rock go and see the concurrent announcements that come off the back of it yeah. uh, and get him, on vol- get him involved and get him back on the show. But I think that's one of the things that Steve said is that he jumped on with Magic Rock in about 2012 when sort of they were just sort of coming out and things he yeah, had yeah. he had um, he had a job where he'd come into the office quite regularly up in Leeds and he'd go to um, go to North Bar and they'd quite regularly have Cannonball on um, and then obviously the sort of Cannonball came out and it was in the glass bottles originally and sort of then it went on to sort of human Cannonball and it became that oh my god no one's ever done this thing yes before this strength and that kind of that novelty's almost gone now like you say with sort of the tippers the dippers and you know it'd be, during lockdown it, you know if you got some at sub 6% you were doing alright do you know what I mean yeah, but yeah, yeah. everything <laughs> was a double everything was a triple quads even became a thing not even a Belgian type quad a quadruple IPA yeah um, but yeah Cannonball was sort of one of the first real strong IPAs that are this is the American type IPA, the more West Coast type IPA. Again, coming back to your map, Aaron, that yeah, yeah, you know your a map of America. It leaned towards the West Coast rather than the East Coast um, to replicate the likes of sort of Pliny the Elder, Sierra Nevada, et al. Yeah, the, um, you know the, the real sort of really bitter. The forefathers of yeah, of yeah. IPAs, um, and they you know they were the sort of the people doing it and. This is, the, I think, both of us can say that this is the first time that I've had Cannonball for a while. I think you could say the same. Yes, very much so. Yeah, um, yeah. I haven't had it for a while, and not not through any sort of, uh, you know, for magic. I'm the same with you. You know, with you know, Magic Rocks ownership by Lion. If the beer was good, I'd still drink it. Yeah, I think that was my sort of thing. And you know, Magic Rock. I think again, this is something that me and Steve discussed. I think became a little bit safe. I think you maybe say is that they stopped sort of pushing the boundaries of the really. Heavily hop, juicy, fruity, yes, bitter, resinous, sort of West Coast, and just became when they started going supermarkets. Yes, there were still hazy IPAs and cloudy Nipers and things like that, but they were a bit safe. They were a bit sort of you know easily accessible for the consumer, which you know is great. You know, yes, supermarket yeah, yeah, beer is great yeah, yeah. to sort of open doors, but that's not what they started doing. Do you know what I mean? So I think that yeah. was what people sort of where people may have lost an interest and. To be honest, I can't really sort of give this cannonball a comparison to how I remember it because it's been so long the last time I had it. But The only thing I do re- think is it's hazier than I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something I picked up straight away mm. when I, you know, as we poured it out. I don't remember it being as, as hazy. Mm. I, I thought it was quite a clear beer, and it might have been, but I remember it being quite a clear, yeah, high, quite a sort of medium carbonation mm. beer. Yeah, well, I think sort of drinking it, and you know, we I picked this one up from Morrison's ahead of the show because we didn't get the original Cannonball as part of this release, which again is something we'll we'll come on to. Um, but yeah, it's looking at it, it looks a bit more hazy, a bit more orangey or yellowy yeah, than I maybe yeah. remember it. Sort of not maybe as West Coasty and tasting it certainly. I get the bitterness at the end, yes, but I'm getting more juiciness up front, which. Yeah, I yeah. don't necessarily remember Cannonball being like that. No, no, no. As, as you say, though, I, I, you know when you know seven point four when it came out, it was, you know, it was a Cannonball. You yeah, know, yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah. You know, they got the name spot on there, didn't they? Mm. It was really like, hey, like this is mm. this this is big. This. No messing about it. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah. and it would, you know, I think you know a lot of people were like, whoa, but maybe scared of trying something at seven point four. Mm. Um, and as I say, I can't. It took me a long time to have it, to be honest. I mean, 2017 is quite a 
quite a long time mm. after it made its debut yeah, for me yeah, to yeah, try yeah. it um, and I think when I think back to it I'm really sad I think I've mentioned you, to this to you before I attach memories to beer yeah yeah which I think most people do yeah. so whenever I remember having it um, at the White Swan in Leeds which is sometimes a, um, a venue that gets overlooked I think because it's in you know maybe down a little bit of an alley and mm. um, it's a little bit further up from White Locks so people might not go that far after White Locks and yeah. things uh, but it d- d- always does really 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 good beer and I remember having it there I was sat with my friend who'd just gone up to Scotland and he'd, the first time he'd come back after uh, like six months living up there I remember sitting in there and having this with him and going oh it's a bit strong so let's have it together and we'll we'll end the night there. I remember sitting down in it, they had a little live piano player, which they still have now. Um, and it was a very, very nice time and drinking it, saying, you know, you know, oh yeah, they're doing well here. This is very, very nice. But as I say, I, I, from what I remember, it did not look anything like mm. yeah, or yeah. taste. So, I mean, I think it has definitely differed in taste yeah. uh, from I, that. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that Steve mentioned in our chat is that he kind of lost faith, you know. I think he rightly was one of sort of Magic Rock's biggest advocates and sort of Cannonball's biggest advocates, you know. And then when he learned that he could get it in supermarkets, when it started coming out in supermarkets, great. But then the inconsistency was what put him off it originally. I think that's kind of yeah. when you're getting into that scale of distribution and and getting it out to every Tesco across the, on you know, even if you get to fifty percent of Tesco's across the UK, yeah, that's just it's just a com- it's just a conveyor belt of yeah, you've got to do it, you've yeah, got to do it. Yeah. And obviously beer is a living thing and obviously as you know from a, a brewer's perspective is that yeah. it's hard to replicate a recipe every time. I mean But when you're being rushed to fulfil yeah. a consignment with Tesco of like it needs to be out, 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 you can't maybe necessarily give it enough time to condition or no. you know cold crash it as long or oh, whatever and completely get that. I mean consistency is hard enough and I think mm. You know, I think sometimes it's a thing that people think that well, the bigger you are, the easier it will be mm. to have consistency. Well, to a certain degree, yes, people are right with that sort of prejudgment, but there's still so many factors. I mean, the main things are yeah, you know, you, you, is your water profile and always the same? You know, are your temperature controlled? Things like that. You know, you know, you can get down to like the gr- the, the point zero zero of a gram that you're mm. putting in and things yeah, like yeah, that yeah. but end of the day every single ingredient's different every single hop crop is different hops then lose their potency over time it doesn't matter how you store them you can mm. delay that but you can't or you can't stop it yeah you yeah, know yeah. it's not gonna it's not like you can put oh i've got them under nitrogen i've got them in a freezer they're, they're gonna stay fresh forever no they'll still mm. fresh for a lot longer yeah but yeah. they will still disappear and they won't be the same mm. so again and, and and the amount you're putting in is astronomical you yeah. know the amount yeah, of hops yeah, yeah. that go into this you know what I mean I couldn't I wouldn't even like to guess to be honest with you yeah yeah well and that's the thing it's the scale of those you know again you sort of it's easier and you've got scales of coming in buying power and I think you said on a previous show is that it still costs the same and you might get a discount but you you've still got to use a shed load of hops do you know yeah. what I mean it's not like you can sort of scale up and oh it's great it, it waters the cost down well no it don't because if you say well we use five kilos a barrel yeah then scale up well, that might become 20 kilos a barrel. Yeah, if you want to, remi- yeah, yeah. like the integrity of the beer wants to remain, yeah. you've got to scale up and follow that, you know, follow that multiplier. And it's not, it's not easy. And, and I think that's one of the things that people sort of wondered with Magic Rock is that underlines ownership. And I suppose in some respects, maybe like Beavertown with, with Heineken is that, do they then come in and say, right, you do this famous series called Cannonball. Okay. How much does it cost to make it? And how much money mm. do we make off back of it? And they might say, well, it costs us X amount and we're making X as profit. That's not enough. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do they then come in and sort of slash that? Because I remember 2019 is the last time that this came out. 
and I was in the t I had it at the tap room, and they'd just been taken over by Lion at that point. So I don't think they'd really properly come into yeah, yeah, yeah. the full ownership and the sort of the potential. Well, the rebrand, obviously, because of the rebranded, obviously, yeah, since yeah. then, and then obviously potential of changing recipes or cutting cutting costs accordingly, and then. You know where where's where's it been since then, and you know I've had some magic rock beer from there, and since then in supermarkets, and like I say, it does feel a bit more safe, and obviously it's a it's an informed sort of opinion of well, it seems like that has happened, whether it has or not, I don't know, but that's the whole point of us doing this is that these were brewed underlying sort of ownership, yeah, and guardianship. Where you know where where does that leave magic rock, and how does it sort of stand them instead with? Uh, with Odyssey taking over, but certainly, I mean, this this Cannonball, you know, I don't by all means think it's a bad beer. No, you no, know, not I, I don't. At all. I don't think it's a bad beer at all. Would I sort of hold it in the regard that potentially I would do with other West Coast IPAs or that style? Probably not. If I saw it on, would I have it? Maybe, subject to where I was. Yeah. Um, would I buy another can? If can of it again in Morrison's, definitely. You know, I definitely buy another can of it and pick it up. But is it a shadow of its former self? Well, probably you could. You probably could you argue could definitely it. Definitely make the argument for mm. it, wouldn't you? Yeah, and I think yeah. that's maybe what, uh, maybe what people want to see from this new ownership is. Let's get back to that, you know, the magic. Yeah. Uh, you know, excuse the pun, sort of mm. thing. Let's get back to, to, to how it was, and maybe th this is what this this new beer is. You mm. know, maybe they've said this, then they've, you know, they've released these beers and. You know, uh, announces takeover mm -hmm. at that same time. Maybe it's coincidence. I somehow mm. sort of maybe don't believe that it is. Mm. I think it. I think it might be in tandem yeah. with each other. Um, and uh, as we're drinking, I'm sure we'll see that. And I think if if Magic Rock can maybe do something, um, they've definitely they've definitely got the the means to do yeah, yeah, something 100%. a little bit more different. Yeah, yeah. And I think that would be. I mean, last week, obviously going back to uh, last week's uh, show with with Vocation. Did they take something like that? Do they have mm. their their safe their safe choices in supermarkets, but then start maybe venturing out to doing something a little bit different? Mm. And you know, you get your more crafty um, uh, beers in there that, that 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 will that will make people going into independent shops happy mm. as well. Vocation do it, you know, North uh, uh, Northern Northern Monk do that. Uh, our Magic Rock maybe going to take a swing down down that uh, direction mm. be nice to see it really yeah, yeah. would it be nice to see Magic Rock bringing out some, some really different mm. beers because I think that they would be very very good yeah yeah so. yeah, yeah. no definitely mate and, and that's sort of the, the argument there but I suppose without further ado let's uh, let, let's crack on and uh, jump into the uh, the human. first of the the Cannonball series and let's jump on with the uh, the human Cannonball right so we are back with the human Cannonball in glass so it's probably worth mentioning Aaron that this new cannonball run is uh, slightly different to previous iterations with the superhuman cannonball rather than the unhuman cannonball which again has drawn about its criticisms with critics and fellow former fans and still concurrent fans with Magic Rock but it's uh, a slightly different guys we've got this year but yes. we'll, uh, we'll, we'll start with the human cannonball which we have got in our glass now which is the West Coast Dipper and I think when we poured this out I think you said it, but I was thinking the exact same thing. Is that looked more like Cannonball? I remember it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, so, so straight away, that is how I remember it. Clear, mm. all the way through. See your fingers through that. You can read through it. That's how I remember it, it looking originally. Mm. Straight away, that's what I remember sitting. Yeah, sitting in the white swan, going, 
yeah, this is a new beer. Let's try it together, sort of thing. Yeah. And that's what I what I what I thought it was. Very very mm. clear. Um, I mean, if you if you said West Coast IPA or West Coast Dipper, in some point that in front, that's what you're picturing yeah. it. Yeah, that's, that's what yeah, you yeah, think. Yeah. So yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, that orange sort of or you know yellowish mm. um, hue, clear all the way through. Read, yeah, that, I always think that you can read through it mm. is, is, is you know that's yeah. my sort of clarity. If you can read, you know, through the other side of the glass, then mm. that's clear. Yeah, well, that's it. I know there is a bit of a trend with sort of West Coast IPAs and dippers at the moment, where that they're a bit more cloudy and a bit more hazy, which I don't necessarily mind. But I sometimes find with the hazy that they are, or the hazier that they are, the more juicier they are, and sort of almost that leaning again more towards that. Yeah. New England, Vermont. Yeah, Green Bay IPA, yeah, shall we yeah, say? Green, Green Bay, Bay, Green Bay, Bay IPA. Um, but that to me, if you, I mean that that to me, I mean I'd, I'd have to have it as a side by side comparison. But if you look at something like Sierra Nevada, Pliny yeah. the Elder, exactly what I thinking. That, Sierra, that's yeah. that sort of yeah. profile of colour, its clarity. It's definitely in that you know, ilk, isn't it? it? It's that it's that ballpark. And to me, that you know, say West Coast IPA. Yeah, I'd, I'd, that's what yeah. I've got in my head. So, so I can see yours better than I can see mine. As I look through it, that you know, if mm. I saw someone, if I were walking into a bar and I saw someone with that, mm. like, what are they having? What's that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. What have they got? <laughs> What's yeah, that yeah. delicious-looking uh, mm. nectar you've got yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, exactly. Yeah, and I, and I think the um, and I think the point that some people have made about this cannonball run is that the the timing now, obviously, the timing of of, of this of the, the new ownership of, I'm guessing that they knew that this was coming. I'm guessing that the ownership sort of yeah. takeover was as a thing that they knew yeah. about it, um, but at the time when the Cannonball Run was announced mm-hmm. this year was just when Lion had said that they were looking at selling Magic Rock. Yeah, and I think one thing that Stephen Sicker mentioned is it, it were a bit of uh, sort of distraction tactics of oh look there's a shiny shiny of you know Magic Rock's not doing great for Lion but oh look at this as a Cannonball yeah. Run a shiny distraction you know yeah. classic distraction smoke and mirrors tactics of yeah, yes. just sort of this is news but have you seen this have you seen that yeah, um, yeah, yeah and I think that cynically was a bit of a a bit of a ploy um, and I think this might have been a tactic of well there's new ownership coming and this is a Cannonball Run but mm. if you were thinking about that I would have done it the other way of maybe said that well this was brewed under Odyssey's stewardship and say, well, this is the new Magic Rock. Yeah. Under Odyssey, not Lion. This is where where it's going, and maybe say, you know, to sort of almost prove people wrong of, well, it's not how it used to be, um, and maybe do that. But I mean, I mean, certainly from from drinking this sort of human cannonball, mm. it it is just, you know, a, 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 you know, a straight up West Coast double IPA. It you is. Know, it's, it's hard to sort of say, you know, these things of like say when you drink it in twenty seventeen when this whole thing is new and oh my god I've never tried anything before yeah. and it blows your mind and now was sort of not not seasoned drinkers but sort of three or four or five years yeah, down we're the line in there. Yeah, yeah. does it what's its place what's its relevance you know what what sort of impact does it have because you know if you plan that in front of me yes yeah, West Coast Dipper mm. is it amazing is it blowing my mind well no but is no, it, is I it think, well, I've, it's very hard now for any beer or any brewery to blow anyone's mind. Yeah, sure. no one's really got the wow factor anymore, have they? Unless, the unless someone comes up with something new mm. and goes, look at this, this is mad. I think the last, you know, sort of uh, brewery that really, really sort of surprised me was probably Vault City. 
when they started bringing mm. out all their different you know sours and they were really like thick milkshakey sort of sours that was the f- that was the first time I'd gone whoa hang on a minute like Some these guys on are onto on yeah, something yeah, yeah, yeah. here like, it was it's so hard to do now because mm. like you say if very very good beer love it I would have another one it's great I wouldn't have too many at you know 9.2 or whatever <laughs> 9.2% yeah, yeah. but have you, have you had it before is it mm. that thing it's a very very good example of the style there is it's, nothing wrong with it no, let's put it that way but mm. I've had it mm. do you know what I mean and yeah, I, I don't yeah, want yeah. I, I don't I don't look at beer I don't want to look at beer like that um, I think that's sort of, you, you get you, you get you, you can get yourself too obsessed with trying to find something new then and sort of lose sight of what you know you actually like and enjoy yeah yeah i think that's the the problem in this world is it we're always looking for the next thing in it rather than sort of you know if you're looking at your objective sort of or subjective that weighing it on its merits it's a west coast dipper it's 9.2 is it a good beer yes it's a good beer yeah it's a very good beer is it anything groundbreaking anything new anything different anything that nobody's been doing for the last however long no no. But it depends on, like you say, how you look at that, and I think it's what we said about in the last show is that how do you how do you gauge your your thoughts on it, your rating of it, your enjoyment of it? Yeah, you know, like I say, there's nothing wrong with that. Do I dislike it? No. Do I like it? Yes, I do like it, mm-hmm. and I would happily have one again, like you say, but not too many. Happily have one again, but it's nothing new. No. But where the where the sort of our, the victims of our own industry is that we're always thinking, well. Yeah, but I can have that anywhere else. Do you know, I had, I had an Asvex West Coast uh, double IPA recently. Yeah. Um, and that was very, very nice. Very, very similar to this beer. Probably a bit hazier and what we were saying, probably a bit juicier, like I just yeah, mentioned yeah. before, but still a very good, solid West Coast IPA. And it's nice when people are doing West Coast IPAs because it's not just haze and yellow and orange and cloudy, which we enjoy, yep. um, but it's a solid West Coast dipper. And What's I think that's what you, the... The sort of the most you can say about it, which is no disservice. No, it's not. No, it's actually very. To tell you, it's you know, as I say, speaking from a sort of brewer's direction, absolutely smashing a Westie, mm. and that is a, that the, the smashed a Westie. That, that, mm-hmm. That's not yeah, you know, yeah, we're yeah. not. It is exactly what it is. But to do it properly and actually have you know, the, the people um, who like Westies and enjoy Westies enjoy it. It's quite difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's hard with a New England. I'm not saying New England's an easy start to brew because it isn't, but you sort of just throw everything. You, you can just Chuck make the it sort of sink it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's like, oh yeah, it's great. But with the Westie, it's that little bit more. It's a bit more reserved. It's a bit Attention, more. Attention. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's hard to if you want to get that pininess, that resin, that mm. that that sort of ilk, the clarity of it as well, mm. and things like that. It's it's just a little bit more. And yeah, to yeah. nail it is 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 really really hard to do, mm. um, and they've done that. So yeah. you know, as a brewer, hat off, well done. You've uh, it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, yeah. As yeah, a consumer, yeah. I've had it before, and will I have beers like it going forward? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it, and I think that's the problem with West Coast IPAs, which we'll we'll carry on discussing as we 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 look to come on to the the neo human cannonball. Is that personally from from working at Yorkshire Beers, as I've always found that. West Coast styles are a harder sell, not because of the you know the quality of the beer, because the you know West Coast IPAs are a very good beer, and what we, sort of what was just an IPA until New England IPA came out, that was IPA. Yeah, you well, know, that's, that that yeah. was the IPA style, but because everyone sort of got switched on to this, oh mm. everything's cloudy, everything's yellow, everything's orange, everything's hazy and juicy and da da da, 
that was yeah. It's become you know that's a more accessible flavor profile, mm-hmm. and you know, and a sort of a, a more accessible experience to people than maybe a West Coast IPA is, because obviously people are attuned to not necessarily enjoy bitterness, which I do enjoy, but it's not to everyone's taste. I get that, um, but yeah, but again, it's that it's interesting that in this sort of world where the New England IPA is taking over. I suppose mm-hmm. the one thing that you could say in this series as favour is that yes, that the Neo Human Cannibal has come out and it's a New England variant, but if we look at the Life and Death series, yeah, you know, like we did in the last show, is that they've accepted that that might necessarily, you know, may be the more popular style, but staying true to its roots, they've done a session version of its same ilk and the gold version of the Life and Death series, and I suppose in many ways you could say to Magic Rockwell. Human Cannibal is still a West Coast dipper, and Superhuman Cannibal, which we'll come on to, is an Imperial IPA, which you could say is probably just a dialed-up version of that, rather than just saying, well, let's make it all juicy and hazy and orange and yellow. I'm interested to see us open it, to be fair, because I want to see the the makeup of it, um, whether it's clear, whether it's hazy. Yeah, I'm interested in in that one. Um, But looking at this straight away... You can tell the difference. I mean, so you can tell the difference, but on appearance, it's not too dissimilar to what Cannonball was. No, well, that's yeah, that's yeah. It's odd, isn't it? I think it is. It, it I think it's it definitely is, murkier. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's swampier, if mm. you like. It's it's definitely got that cloud rather than haze. Um, you Smelling know. it, it's definitely got the sort of the nose of a more thicker and murkier. Yeah. It hits juice your, bomb. Yeah, it hits you harder, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. But that, that's more the sort of the typical atypical style of the more the New England style of things that mm. that you know you'd expect, and I think the again it's sort of you know it's it's your map, it's your map of America. That again is yeah. sort of the the Green Bay style, more the again the hazy yeah. version of Vocations Life and Death series. It's it's not bright yellow, it's not completely opaque. You no. know, it, it's not by any means. Uh, a juicy boy like mm. the sort of you know you like to your verdants and your dayers and your cloud waters are putting out there but the profile of it certainly is leaning more towards that east coast and west coast which is what they're trying to achieve it is yeah yeah you know so I think as the uh, as the show goes on we'll probably be using this map of America more and more and more it's a very good idea and you know I think we need to print this map out yeah should we, uh, in fact we'll do that and then what we'll do is, is we'll put like lines of is it latitude or long uh, latitude or longitude? Yeah, you're getting too geographical. The for ones me that go now. down, the ones that go down, lines go down, <laughs> lines go down. I want to say longitude. Yeah, let's let, let's call it that. Let's call it longitude. There you go. Somebody down. will correct. And us. as you go, you get little stickers, and you just put them on on where you mm. mark that. Mate, we'll make millions. Like we won't a, be doing this show anymore, guys. No, Sorry, no. We, once the map comes out, see we'll you later. Be, uh, Cheers, bye. <laughs> yeah. Like Apple, you know, you could drop pins on stuff. Yeah, like this that. is it. Yeah. That's clever, actually. Mm. Sorry, yeah. Talk, talk amongst yourselves, guys. We're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a business, business this meeting. Is what, this is what happens when you start on 7.4%, is yeah, yeah, This is what yeah. happens. It goes rapidly, I'm a rapidly bit, downhill yeah, a from there. Floopy. Yeah, yeah. So. When Anna picks us up, that'll be staggering out. Which is like, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, so love. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's for tea? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, hurry up. Come on. Yeah, we're starving Crack here. on. <laughs> Seb's crying it back at Carl. You can wait. I'm hungry. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I, th- I think that's sort of one thing that we can sort of applaud Magic Rock for doing is, is sticking to, sticking to the guns for this series. I know they've changed. Yeah. Su- I, I know they've changed Superhuman Cannonball, which you know 
cynically you could you know say that they've done it but you know it, it's one of them they've, they've kind of stuck to the roots I get that you know and, and they've changed a little a, a few things along the way and, and over the years of the branding you know it's not the same as the you know it's, it's all very safe like we said earlier it's yeah it's all very sort of synonymous the brand which I think some breweries have done I mean vocation you could probably say done the same is that you can tell it's a supermarket version yes. you can tell it's not a supermarket version and you know Magic Rock the Cannonball is a printed can these yes. soup, these uh, cannonball run wrap ones that, are wraparound labels print. You know, it's a black can with a label on it. Um, you can definitely, t- yeah, you can do, you can tell. I think the thing is, I think what people do, and uh, maybe you know, you could have. Let's take the Good Morning Captain from uh, Pomona Island, which is a uh, which is a New England dipper. Um, it's I think it's about eight point five percent. That's got so much about it. Yeah. That if Magic Rock did it, are they? Maybe a bit worried that it's going to put people off. Mm. Now, I absolutely loved that beer from Pomona Island. Thought it was fantastic. Thought it was brilliant. One of the best beers I've ever had. And I still talk about it now, like two and a half years on. Um, I think it was just absolutely out of this world. But if Magic Rock went that far, because of the fact that they have that following of, you know, that that, that intermediate sort of flicking in between craft beer and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and whatever, they might not want to push it a bit too far yeah. and say let's go all out and you know catch the boat to New England lads we're off on holiday we're off to do a proper Nipper here you mm. know what I mean you know we're off to get ferry to you know Staten Island or whatever yeah 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 it's um, it might not be quite like that but uh, I think by all intents and purposes you I mean you look at do side by side as you can see it tell a clear done. difference can't you yeah, absolutely absolutely and they've done it again they've read the blueprint yeah and it's uh it's absolutely spot on. Yeah, so I, I suppose that's one of the things that, you know, you say, the read the blueprint is that, I suppose, is it almost now a, a brew by numbers sort of thing, not to sort of quote the brewery, but, yeah, you yeah. know, when, you know, Stu, Stu, the original brewer from Magic Rock, was sort of there as part of, I don't know if he was one of the founders, but he was there with the founder of Magic Rock when it first came around, who's mm-hmm. now at Kirkstall. Very right. renowned brewer, very accomplished brewer, who sort of forged and, and yeah, founded yeah. these beers. Yeah, certainly. Is it now more of a case of this is the blueprint, this is the recipe, this is the formula? It's not a sort of a trained brewer's eye almost of do this, do that, sprinkle a bit of magic here and there. This is what you need to brew, this is the formula, this is, you know, they've basically got a brew sheet and say, follow that, and not use your intuition and what have you. I mean, don't get me wrong, this near human cannonball is nice. Is it safe? I think it's very safe. I think, like you said there, is that is it a New England dipper that I would expect if I went to North, Northern Monk, Verdant? Yeah. Daya, whomever. Yeah. No, it's not. No. No, nowhere near is it that. It doesn't have yeah. It doesn't have the same qualities. It's not anywhere near as thick. It's not anywhere as juicy. It, you know all the all those hallmarks of a New England double IPA. You know it's nine nine point two percent. Some might call nine point two a tipper rather than a dipper. That's obviously subject to some debate. But do I think that that is necessarily a quintessential New England double IPA? No, I don't. Is it a nice beer on its own? When it's, you know taking the label off of it, yes, it's very nice. But again, I think it comes back to the it's still quite safe, and maybe it's because it's more accessible. But if we're sat here now in 2022, come 23, yeah, do Magic yeah. Rock do a Cannonball Run next year? Do they rebrew it? I'd be very interested to see what it's like again if they I do would. do it again. Yeah, I would. That's it. Yeah, I mean, this is what it is. It, it, you know, as you say, if this was if this was under Lion. And now, you know, obviously under Odyssey, if, if it goes a bit different, maybe they will start doing the Dea, Pomona Island, Verdant sort of, sort of stuff. Mm. Obviously, we're all for it, you know. I, I think 
I'm all for anything. I want to see what the the direction they take. Yeah, I don't want to see them fail. Don't get no. me wrong. I don't want to see them flop. And so uh, you know, it'd be nice to see them. It is like anything. It's a risk, isn't it? Yeah, you know, of anything it is. you do is a risk. You're never going to make everyone happy. Um, I think it's it's interesting because I think I do. I can I see beer on a maybe a a brewer's side of things where mm. you know I know sort of what's gone into it maybe uh, a little bit more and maybe sympathise a bit str- strongly with them you see if I brewed that well to be fair if I brewed it I wouldn't be happy with it anyway I'm never happy <laughs> yeah, I'm ne- I'm never, which we discussed before <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm never happy with anything I do mate so you know but that's uh, it's kind of what, what you try and do you're always trying to better yourself you're always trying to get that little bit more from beer I just think we've been spoiled yeah I think we've been spoiled by these ridiculous wizards of the brewing world you mm. know like Day I like Verdant you know where they've gone we're going to take what you've done and just go woof and we're going to supersize it and make it so ridiculous and so brilliant and so tasty that anything you have now for the rest of your life is not going to quite be the same yeah well that's it and we've almost been spoiled haven't we and like we said is that because at the time when Magic Rock came about with sort of the start of the sort of craft beer revolution and oh my god this is what beer can taste like and I sort of jumped on a few years after that and I'd love to have been there at the time of well the start of things sort of really kicking off I'd love yeah, to have sort yeah. of been part of that rise of craft beer and I think that's the, the thing is that I started on the really hazy juicy stuff I didn't sort of progress onto it and I think that's the thing is like you say we've been spoilt with such broad availability of such great beer Yeah. if anyone sort of even slightly misses the mark Everyone's like, oh, you know, well, no, well, no, it's not, it's not any yeah. good. That's not great. That and it's not, it's not so and so. It's not that beer. It's not that beer. It's not that brewery. It's not their style. It's not got their fr- flavor profile or whatever. Yeah. And you know, and, and again, it comes back to what we said earlier: is that every beer is live. It's a, you know, it's a living product. Every ingredient changes each time, each hop harvest, and things like that. Um, but yeah, but I think if somebody sort of came from a a Dea perspective or a Verdant perspective or a North perspective or a whomever, yeah, and picked that up as a New England dipper. They might be disappointed with it. I think. I think you're right. Yeah, I think you are right. I think people could be. Um, I have this thing way of. I I I take beer as I find it. Mm-hmm. You, you know, and I think that's. Um, I try beer. I like beer. Uh, yeah. You know. Um, Simple as that, isn't it? Really. It is. Yeah, mm. it is. I mean, it, it can be, but there are. You know, I've always got that like little voice sort of mm. in the back of my head going. Oh, I've seen something that's. Yeah. You know, yeah grass yeah. is greener, isn't it? You know, yeah, it's, it's always that, green. It's that, it's that sort of thing. Beer's it's, always greener. <laughs> beer's, beer's always, always greener. The greener mate. the beer, the better. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah beer's I always greener. I want to feel my hot burn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want, I, I don't, I'm not going to enjoy it unless it burns like a like a fine whiskey or That's something, it, yeah, you know, yeah. bourbon or something. I want something. to lose my first three layers <laughs> yeah. of skin on my ass, esophagus. Yeah, but as we um, as we say that, we'll uh, we'll come on to super superhuman cannonball. We'll finish the sweep. Where it gets deep, deep breaths, yeah, 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 deep yeah. breaths, sharp intake of breath, and we'll, uh, are starting. <laughs> we'll come on and, and give this one a whirl. Right, so we have the superhuman cannonball in front of us now, and Aaron, I think the the first thing that we've said is that upon pouring it, it is a noticeably darker colour compared to the human cannonball, which we thought this would just be a dialed up, ramped up version of yeah. that, but it is much more deep coppery brownie colour it's very that's, very old school that that's colour, the colour isn't, it? isn't it copper yeah that's the colour I, I was going to say like reddish but no mm. very yeah copper is the uh, is that it's it's very clear which is what I said uh, I, I wanted to see how this came out for me the most in, the most 
prominent thing would be the clarity of it. Yeah. Which way were they going to go with this? Um, I, I, I expected clear. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, as you would, you know, New England, you can say, well, obviously it's going to be hazy, it's going to be foggy, but the other two, I same again, I would certainly expect them to yes. much more clarity in them than the... Yeah, that's what, yeah. I was thinking if they've gone cloudy with the other one, I think they want to make it a bit different, and to show off that difference in difference in colour with this, it's a it's a lovely colour. It's very mm. very very appetising with that sort of yeah that copper or dark amber colour through there is absolutely gorgeous. I suppose it begs the question, which I think has been asked many times, what the chuff is an imperial IPA? Oh man, I mean, for me, and I, I think people have got different. Um, arguments on this it's strength and strength mm. alone I think Imperial IPA for me and this again this is where so you've got your Imperial Stout right yeah which is obviously a stout that's beefed up and mm-hmm. and yep, stupidly yep, yep. strong I think an IPA is the an Imperial IPA is basically an IPA that's beefed up ridiculously strong yeah but an IPA mm. and I think that's maybe where it came from can't say for mm. certain uh, I'm not sure uh, but my take of it is like that um, something that's maybe bordering it would be nearer that West Coast style you know open as map yeah. again you know? yeah get <laughs> yeah. the map out <laughs> yeah get the map out where are we I think it is more to that sort of traditional style um, of you know West Coast I, don't, I wouldn't quite go as far as that but I think it is that sort of um, traditional clear uh, style of brewing but just ridiculously ridiculously strong mm. Mark at Horse has an interesting way of looking at these sort of things of the Dipper, Imperial IPA, etc. He has a way, interesting way of categorising it that he sees an Imperial IPA as basically a West Coast Dipper or something of that sort of nature. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like he'd say it. like a, a New England or like a Dipper. If he saw something classed as a Dipper, yeah, he'd expect it to be New England style. Yes. If he saw an Imperial IPA, he'd yes. expect it to be West Coast style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's a very interesting, but also a very probably sensible way of looking at yes. things. That yeah. It summed it up it a lot sense. better than, than I tried to. Maybe that's because I'm on my... No, no, I think that ties in nice to what you were saying, is like you say, is that it ties in nicely to that. But I think, obviously, the, you know, the BGCP, uh, BJCP have a sort of a categorisation yes, programme yes, of, obviously... Styles and percentages and things yeah. and what have you, but obviously that's a style guide. It's not a rule guideline. It's not a no. It's not a, a this is a clear cut thing. Is that yes, it's a style guideline, but nothing has to fit in that. And I think that's the sort of you know when New England came out. Well, it's not just an IPA. Mm. Do you know what I mean before that IPA was just West Coast style, bitter, hoppy, resinous, piney, blah blah blah. New yeah. England came out. You know, when Hedy Topper started doing it and things like that, you know, from Alchemist in America, how do we even categorise it? And I don't think it was until 2017, 18, I think, that New England IPA was a recognised style by the BJCP. Yeah. So that's only four years ago. I know, it's not, it's it's, it's it's quite recent. To say that we've been having them for some time before that. Yeah, yeah. And then only get being um, recognised is mm. uh, so it's always always open to interpretation as everything is. But I mean, coming coming back to this this beer, this superhuman cannonball. I mm. mean, it's I, more... it's very sweet. Yes, it's very very yeah. sweet. And I I'd almost probably say it's verging more on barley wine territory. Yeah, than... it's interesting you say it. It reminds me a lot of. Did you ever try Grainsley Harriet from Brew York? I haven't tried it, but I'm aware of it. Reminds me a lot of that. Yeah. That sort of, you can. T- the initial thing is, 
with the beer with this strength and you know the style being imperial and maybe not having that influx of dry hopping and cryo hop introductions, yeah. it, you, you do get that maltiness, which is you know fine. It's I like fine. that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. really nice. Um, but you do that's the th- that's the overwhelming thing you get. It's that heat. Mm. You yeah, know, yeah, you, yeah. You, you know, with these kind of mask, the, the you know the, the the neo and the and the human cannonball, they kind of mask the flavour yeah uh, sorry the, the the strength a little bit more yeah, with their flavour with this it's no this is what it's about yeah this is mm. this is what the, yeah this hits you this it's, it hits you a bit different mm. and yeah that's that's the overwhelming thing for me is the is that heat and uh, and the strength yeah you see I'm, I'm, I'm not a massive fan of barley wines I'm getting more into them I'm appreciating them more than what I thought I would do um, but I think for me a barley wine would be something as we are doing now with this yeah. can is I'll probably share it if I was buying this can on my own to drink it on my own you can't would I manage that full can? <laughs> no I don't think I would we, we've yeah, got half I a can each out. here I've tapped out of a few barley mm. wines <laughs> yeah. no no yeah. I'm done I'm done please you know, t- <laughs> so, and 10% is barley wine territory do you know what I mean that, that I thing... would suggest so I mean you know, I know most of them are maybe 11 you know, eleven and above, something mm. like that. Um, well, as as you sit here, it's like um, Saint Mars. Their kind regards. This is nine percent. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Well, yeah. So that this yeah, is so there you on, go. only only so, one percent, but it is still stronger than their barley yeah. wine. It looks like barley wine it as well. Lo- it very much the, the, the <laughs> colour of it. it very the much colour does. and the yeah uh, yeah. It mm. very very much looks like it. Yeah, it very so. much does. So again, it's one of them. It you know, it's de weight up against what it is rather than what it isn't, and it's like. So if that's you, sorry, sorry to interrupt. No, no. If that's marketed as a barley wine, is it better than if it's marketed as an imperial IPA? I'd probably say yeah. Yeah, and that's it's mad, isn't it? And, and that's not because I don't enjoy it, because I really do enjoy it. But if I go into that expecting something that's quite boozy, yeah. quite warming, bit of burn, mm. quite alcoholic, that you expect from a barley yeah. wine, going into that expecting that, do I accept it more because it's told me that's what it is? Yeah. Well, probably yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, if you'd give me that and said, "Oh, this is the uh, you know this is the su- uh, superhuman. It's a it's a barley wine," I wouldn't have said. I wouldn't have disagreed with it. No, I wouldn't have gone. Questioned it. Uh, it's more of an imperial IPA though. That, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have done that. Whereas, you know, is it a barley wine? Is it? Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. I'd have just gone. Christ, yeah, that's burning. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. you know. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's no, hard, it's, isn't it? I'll, yeah, and that's it. And it's not not because we're not enjoying it. You know, I am enjoying that. But I would only have half a can of it. Yes. You know, the, these coming four forty mil cans, I wouldn't have a full can to myself by any. No. The other no, no, two, no. yes, I think I could quite comfortably manage a can on its own for the other two. Mm. Could I manage that on its own? I think it'd be a real struggle. Yeah. If I did, it'd be, that'd be my beer for probably the evening. Yes, yes, and it that would. would be yes. It. The other two for me are what I call the it's the, the Sunday beers. So uh, when the uh, NFL season starts again. I will have a nine, eight point five, eight percent beer, and it will last me. It will last me a game. Yeah. I will drink yeah, it yeah, yeah. over, you know, two and a half hours. Yeah, and that sounds ridiculous having a beer over that amount of time. But it's I, I you know, I'll, I'll chill it down. Obviously, I put it in the fridge. I'll start drinking it at what three degrees. By the time you know we're getting to the sort of you know the fourth quarter, it's warmed up and it has this different characteristic. Changes over I, time, doesn't and it? And I like that that feel. The 
superhuman is I'm going to need to share this with someone. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a tap out beer. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> no, I'd, I'd say so. I, I, I think that I think that's fair. Um, you know, and I, th- I think that's my sort of gauge on it is. Um, James, who sort of he owns Yorkshire Craft Beers, and, and he says the same. Is like if he has a stout that's maybe say 13, 14 percent, it's film beer. You know, yes. he has it over the course of two, maybe two and a half hours, and sees yeah. how it develops over time. And and that to me would be, yeah. you know, any of these probably would be the same. Is that you could sit with that for an hour, maybe an hour and a half, mm. and just sip it and just take it steady and and just see how you get on with it. But yeah, it's it's interesting I think most of these things is how it's labelled and how it's advertised do I expect that as an, an imperial IPA probably not I'm enjoying it yes Yeah. but as a barley wine would I accept that more as a barley yeah, wine than yeah. an imperial IPA yes I would absolutely definitely. I 100% would but yeah. it's not because it's a bad beer because I have no, enjoyed not. it no it's not you know, I, you know the, probably the, the most disappointing one for me probably is the Neo because I remember back in 2019 the Neo at the time was probably the one that I liked the most appreciated yeah. the most but I think that's because we were sort of in the as midst you, of the the haze craze and the say, juicy as, boys as and taste change yeah like you developed a but, bit more of a bitter tongue but I, do, I think it's partially that but I think it's probably because it's more of a safe New England dipper than a yeah all out assault you know whereas these two are maybe more of an assault of bitterness more of an assault yeah, of yeah. booze and alcohol you know alcoholic content Mm-hmm. That's not an hour all out assault of this is these are hops, this is what it tastes like, juiciness, tropical fruits, all that you know, pineapple, mango, papaya, peach, apricot, whatever. It's not just a bam 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 yeah. assault of on your palate. It's a more of a subtle profile of this is what a New England can be. Yes. But maybe not what it to some people, maybe like me, what it really truly is. And Mm. that, you know, probably if I was rating it, I would probably say that Human Cannibal number one, Super number two, and Neo number three as just the the specials. Cannonball maybe probably would probably come in at four, even if I included it in that range. But I think think that's what my one, two, three, four would be. Yeah, I think I'd swap neo and super with you that that would be mine yeah just swap them two round. so human so we've got human for you human one yeah neo neo two, two super uh, yeah super super three and then cannon and yeah. cannonball four yeah yeah that'd be mine yeah mm. just swap them two round yeah yeah and it is worth mentioning that i had a little bit of squint of the hops used and uh, for these for the for the for all three apart from superhuman they used citra and simcoe in there and they've got that they are better at masking uh, flavours than the Amarillo that is used in in uh, Superhuman. For me personally, I think Amarillo is a very delicate, soft, nice and fruity, but it is a, quite a soft hop. Mm. You know, it's a, it's a very delicate, delicate hop, and it, it, it has a lovely flavour at a lower AVB. I sometimes think it gets masked at higher AVBs. That might be me com- being completely wrong, but from, mm. from my experience of using Amarillo that's uh, that's what I find yeah it is interesting that they used a similar sort of hot profile I think we discussed before we, before we recorded is that you'd expect the, the New England to be really juicy and all this all, again all these hops that give all these juicy profiles but then obviously you can mix and match hops and use different hops in different styles and things obviously mm. of course you can but yeah the, new, the, the neo-human to me if it's going to be a New England dipper go for it go yeah. out there you know, really master that and say this is a real New England dipper, real yeah. sort of kick in the mouth of haziness, juiciness, thickness, flavour. Yeah. Maybe even you could say the use of oats in the sort of 
you know the malt bill to give it a bit of extra thickness and a bit of extra body do you yeah. know what I mean but again it's just a bit like it's almost like going for a hill reserved Mary and meeting like the one yard line yeah it's like just just get there yeah yeah <laughs> you know yeah 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 it's like god just you know just yeah just mm. do what you can man yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah so I think maybe as, like I said, as I said before as we record this in 2022 come 23 is the cannonball run still about you know, maybe even before yeah, then. Yeah, you know, you know, Odyssey might even do it before then, sort of revitalise and say, Yup Yeah, yeah. Boom. Odyssey brings back, out. Their, you know, uh, we're back at it. You know, yeah, Magic yeah. Rock is back. Then, you know, they've brought the magic back, they're not safe anymore, they're pushing boundaries, innovating, you know, great. You know, we both respectively like Magic Rock as a brewery. Are these any of these bad beers? No, they're not. Mm-mm. Could they be better in some respects? Yes, a couple of them I think maybe could be. Yes. Um but yeah, we, we you know the the series. I think you know maybe cut a couple of improvements, and I think you know it could be at the forefront of people's minds again. Of you know it stands up with the rest of them as it stands right now. Does it stand up with some of the other beers that are out there? Maybe not. But you know, as as we go into this new period of Odyssey taking over, we'll maybe. see how we get on. And like I said, we are going to do a retrospective show of let's see how we get on with Odyssey. You know, Magic Rock under Odyssey's stewardship. See how we get on. What do they do? What beers do they bring out? What do they do? Do they improve it? Do they change it? The branding, etc. Let's see how we get on. Let's see what what that brings. Let's see what the next chapter of Magic Rock's journey brings, and we'll we'll see how we get on. But Aaron, that you know that that's the end of the the Cannonball Run, and I think we've yeah we've pretty much negotiated in a relatively sensible manner. Yes, I think we've we've stayed pretty coherent. I think we've done well, haven't we? I think we've done all Have right. We done it? I think we've done, yeah, we've completed it, mate. We're gonna get a shirt. We completed it. Cannonball it. run, completed Cannonball it, run mate. Done. Yeah, yeah. Good God. Yeah, yeah, but I think I think we've managed to navigate it and negotiate it in a sensible and coherent manner. So, thank you for listening. Um, we appreciate every listen, and we appreciate any any and all feedback that we do get for this podcast. So please, if you do have any feedback, please send it over to us via direct message on any social media platform or send any and all feedback to pointsofbrew at gmail.com Aaron if people want to listen to you or not even listen to you but if they want to follow what your antics what you're doing where can they find you yeah if you want to follow my uh, ridiculously boring life it is uh, basic beer boy on, on Instagram. Instagram. There yes. we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's taking effect Where? now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> it's it. Taking effect, that's yeah. it. It's going downhill from here. There we go. That's it. So it's a good job we're dialing. It's a good job we're dialing out now. But yes, but please, Points of Brew is available on any social media platform across Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, any po- podcast app, app and platform of choice. Search Points of Brew. It'll come up. We're on YouTube, everywhere, Spotify, whatever you listen on. Please do like, follow, subscribe, and once again any feedback any and all feedback please do send it over thank you for joining and we'll we'll see you again very soon thank you very much